Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Screen Chronicles. I'm Steve. With me, as always, is Colby Ralph. And today, we have a very special guest on. You likely know her from the new hit season of The Last Kingdom, Brezel Bain, Aylesworth, Eliza Butterworth. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for Brezel coming back Bain. on. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. Honestly, as I said earlier, I miss you guys so much. And uh, this is such an honor to get to talk to you again. Honestly, this is amazing. Oh, we're so excited <laughs> to have you on. Thank you again for taking the time. Well, how have you been? I have been so well, thank you. I've been really, really well. If, if anything, like I can speak for the whole cast of Last Kingdom. We have just been so shocked by the mm. amazing reception of season five. Like I, I've now finished all the episodes and I was watching yes. them slowly because I just thought I, I need to savor this because I am a big fan myself. I know that sounds silly. I know I'm in it, but I don't get to watch a lot of my fellow actors mm. do their thing until I see it on the TV. Um, you know, we'll chat about it over dinner. Maybe they've just come back from the scene. I'm like, oh my God, how did that big stabbing scene go? And they're like, oh man, you know, they'll sort of tell me over dinner. And then I know that in a few months time, I'm going to actually get to see it. So as a fan of the show, I'm like, whoa, and I get to watch it. And I was just blown away by every single performance. Oh my God. I think like, I don't know. I just feel very honored and humbled that I've been involved in this show and like, just, just to get to watch everybody really grow. Like all the actors are mm. really all grown up. And um, I don't know, there's just, there's such a development that's gone on. I feel like everybody's really in their own self and the, the performances are so complex, but they're so new. Yeah. And there's just a lot going on. And I was just like, whoa. So I've been very happy and very overwhelmed with that. And, and just so overwhelmed by our incredible fans. That's the first thing I want to say is because they are extraordinary. Like we are so shocked because it's because of their love and the support and everything that, you know, the season five has done so well. So yeah, we're totally blown away. Well, I, I also think, you know, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen season five, uh, this is the last season and you guys, I think you nailed a last season. I think oh that's God, a big yeah. part of why it is doing well, because like, you know, not to take shots at Game of Thrones, but the ending was not well loved by everyone. Right. So, I mean, this one, this season, I think, I think everyone was very happy with the ending, you know. Oh, it's from what we've heard so far, too. Yeah, totally. Definitely. If someone could, like, tell me, like, ask me, um, sum up the season five words, I'd be like, your heart will be broken. That's what it Oh, yeah. Will yes. make you feel. Because, like, we were asked that a lot. Like, sum up the season five words. I'm like, yeah. you know, like, the mm. gem, the anguish. But it literally be, your heart will be broken. Because mine was. And I was like, oh. I couldn't handle it. I just, oh my God. I think we, as well, because I, everybody, we're a big family. I know everybody. So, know. you know, well, it's just like seeing, and not to spoil it for anyone, but just seeing Alexander at the end just as he dread. And oh, you know, it's like, whoa, that's one of the last times he's going to stand there and do that. And then, and I just got the shivers. It was just like, bam, that was just, it was so, yeah, upsetting, but also beautiful. And I just, yeah, it was awash with love for the show and everybody that's come before it. Like, I love that there was, I don't know if I'm, am I allowed to say this? I can say spoilers. Whatever you want. Yeah, yep. Yeah, already threw a spoiler up. Yep. Beautiful. So, so anyway, so-and-so dies. So, so, <laughs> just going to add spoiler. <laughs> but like, this, like beautiful tribute to all of the phenomenal characters that we have so loved, like Alfred and Ethelwald and mm. Brad. Oh my god! I was like, <laughs> I couldn't take it. It was just—that's just what, what I mean. It just feels like not only did the show hit all the things that you want for closure, and it, it felt good, but it also it felt like it really acknowledged and like 
it gave like it gave like stuff to the fans without just being nostalgia filled. Like it was yeah. definitely like, oh yeah, here you go. Here's this delicious thing you've always wanted, and here here's a little flashback to that moment that yes. you loved before. You know, and and I feel like Uhtred's finally like with that last flashback scene, getting the chance to recognize all of the people that helped him on his journey. Uh, that moment, I mean, all those flashbacks are just amazing. I completely agree. And then I think that's something so beautiful. I think the character of Uhtred is what makes the show so special because he's like none other. Like he's a superhero. He's a warrior. He's a father. He's a true friend. He's a forgiver. He's a fighter. He, he can do anything. He can literally do anything. And I'm going to first of all say it. Alexander Draymond is the most sensational actor I think I've ever watched in my life. I was watching every episode. I'm going, what can he not do? I know. And, because when he like feels the feels he feels the feels and you feel it with him if somebody dies if somebody you know anything happens and all the deaths that you think Uhtred has experienced throughout his entire life Mm. is monumentously horrific yet the guy Mm. still has all the compassion to carry on and and fight for people that often don't even see his value so like that happened a lot with King Alfred and then Mm -hmm. you know even King Edward the phenomenal um Timothy Innes so King Edward's Mm. character that whole thing of like again him not quite being valued up until the end and even then it's you know wait but what you need to do more for me you need to exactly and it's like damn and yet he still carries on honestly any other normal person would be like right fuck you all i'm out of here like drop the mic i'm sorry i'm going for a new career path i need a new job exactly but he would just relentlessly just like goes i'm gonna follow my my heart this is the right thing and i'm like geez and he sort of tries to please everyone underneath Mm -hmm. this umbrella of like he's even got breeder at his door and even then when he had the chance to just kill her and end it all he he still forgave her and thought no i'm gonna give you one more chance that's how big his heart is and like alexander just blows me away and i know i just i just have to say it because he is our lead character and he is Mm -hmm. just mind-blowing he even directed episode episode two, two yeah i mean he has been at the, the front of everything all the decisions as well in the show and like yeah. where characters go he's he's so active in the entire story and then bernard cornwell who obviously wrote the the novels yeah. about him then dedicated like his last book to alexander oh that was amazing warlord to him yeah warlord right yeah. and it's just gorgeous so that's just me yeah. I just have to get that out of the way because of course I, yeah. the more I watch the season, the more I'm just like, what the that this man <laughs> yeah. and I will say he's like the hardest working person and he like in all the battles he just doesn't stop. He's mm. just go, go, go. And the horse riding and the oh he just blows me away. I honestly can't get over it really. That's what um, I was I was saying yeah. before, like I feel like you know, Uchid is obviously the greatest warrior of all time, but I feel like at this point too, Adre, you know, Alexander Draymond, yes. like He's got to be like if a Viking came after him now, like I'm pretty sure he'd do pretty well. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I know. We've been talking about that. Like we were talking about the fight with Breda and how like Alexander Draymond himself is like a warrior now. It's amazing. He's a warrior. He is that one. I just I'm just so proud of him. And, and I think yeah. him especially saying goodbye to the whole sort of world of the last kingdom. Obviously, there's the there's the film, thank goodness there's the film. I know um, so that was like our saving yeah. grace. <laughs> yeah, saving grace that there was that there was like Uhtred could wear serpent breath one more time. You know, there was this kind of like, oh but it's not completely over because it was so devastating, but also beautiful the end of season five. But just to know that there's like one more chapter oh my God. is just for me as a fan, mm-hmm. 
that's no, I am like so happy about that. And um, yeah, it's just, I just, I'm so proud of it. I mean, it's crazy. We're, but we're all mad proud of each other. Like we have a, yes. like a WhatsApp chat. We're like, damn, like, I love that scene. And I often say to Aston, who plays Sig Trigger, I'm like, I think you're my favorite actor on the planet. Like I'll always message him like, um, you are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're He's, all in uh, for sure. And, and he had a, what an, an amazing job he did this season. Um, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about like what your reaction was when you heard that season five was going to be the last season. What was like going through your mind? In a way, I think we all sort of saw it coming in a sense. Okay. We just I remember when like we got a season two or three back in the day, we were so shocked that we were carrying on and like it was such a quality show with such extraordinary actors but we weren't sure because I feel like we had a beautiful amazing fan base like a really fantastic like you know a group of people who loved it but it felt like maybe it wasn't out there enough and then mm. somehow season four just came and maybe it was because of lockdown or and I do think the show just just was just getting better and better and better and people were really listening you know about it and wanted to see what it was all about and um yeah it just it just then took off so so knowing that it was the last one was season five in some ways was bittersweet because it was like we were just getting on this like journey of people going oh we've we've now gotten on the bandwagon we're really enjoying it and we've now all heard about it so nice but if anything I almost feel I think it's a good place to end because it ended with mm. such a bang with such like love around it um right. people have been so kind and supportive like I'm so just like overwhelmed by it all really and I think um it was a beautiful way to end it and to know that then there's just this like small extra chapter coming it's just like a little cherry yes. on the top if anything we we ended in a in a great way I, I think sometimes with shows if they if they draw it out and you know things maybe get the quality maybe reduces I don't know I know, I know that I don't you know used to say what will happen to a show but but I just feel like something feels good about there's like a wholesome Yes, and, and like yeah. Alexander to yeah. direct so too, like all of that just fitted into place so beautifully. So I think mm -hmm. um, it was obviously we were heartbroken to say goodbye and to say goodbye right. to each other that way, but um, it, it couldn't have gone any better in terms of that was our last. That was like oh. our bow and good night. Like it mm -hmm. couldn't have been any better in that sense. So no, we were just so proud of it and so happy and yeah, it's crazy. So. Yeah. Like <laughs> Did you guys know then that you would have a movie. Uh, when when it was told that you would have season five, they're like, oh, you also get a movie. Or did you find out later? To like near the end of season five, if not kind of, it wasn't really even, there was like um, chat about it, like rumors were sort of flying around whilst we were filming season five, but towards the end. And we were like, oh, we'll just have to wait and see. And obviously also the pandemic was quite a big thing back then. Right, so we right. But maybe that will restrict things and obviously things have evolved um so that luckily filming is a little bit easier and then yeah basically then by the time we all got back home and season uh at that point season four was coming out we were, oh wait hold on a minute now I'm thinking back where it was oh no maybe we knew a little bit before now my brain has stopped working <laughs> and I <can't> <laughs> whether I knew before Maybe I did know before. Okay, now I'm not making any sense. Well, somebody knew. <laughs> and, <laughs> somebody. and I now made it. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> um, and and yeah. I, I have to say as well, I 
I have had um, a, a conflict of scheduling. So oh, I was due no. to be in the film and um, it gutted me because I, I got another job, which is the one I'm currently on now. I'm, I'm working in Tenerife and that was the scheduling conflict. So I, unfortunately, I'm not in the, the film. Oh, we tried everything. Oh, no. I know they tried everything to get scheduling to work, but again, due to COVID and flying, um, the film of Last Kingdom takes place in Budapest and where I currently am now in Tenerife, they were just so worried about um, things uh, happening. Really, yeah, the, but, but I do think Elspeth went out of the band. So again, I, I couldn't be more pleased of, of her crazy character progression. You know what? Uh, we're sad to hear that. Obviously, we love seeing you on screen uh, you, and you've come so far. I mean, looking back to season one to, to think that you would be spending and now, now because of what you just told me, I'm always going to imagine Ailsworth with her feet up on a seaside <laughs> view in a Bebenberg suite. No. <laughs> but that's what you've got to imagine. She is in the film, but she's just she's just chilling. Like she doesn't need to be in the action anymore. She's she's killed a guy. She's done her dues. She's just chilling, looking at her sea views. So she's in the film, but she's looking at her sea views. She's in yeah, she's there somewhere, but she's just chilling and doesn't need to be part of any of that. Not the drama. She's done with the drama. Exactly. She's eating sacks of cookies. She's having sacks of milk. She's just yeah. chilling. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you just talked a lot about how Uhtred has this amazing hero, but we cannot forget about what you did in season four. And we talked a lot about it the last time you were on the podcast about how you were kind of a hero um, several times that season. Well, that happens again this season. Uh, you have a critical, you actually have a really critical role um, mm -hmm. at the end of the season in going to get Steora, obviously escaping from Brazil, but then going to get Steora, which ultimately bringing them there is what won the battle. Um, totally. so once again, Aleswith coming up key. Coming she's up key. nifty. She's, she's got some tricks up her sleeve. We'll give her that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was so shocked, Colby, because I didn't I think, like, I, I don't know, Aleswith is such a hilarious character to me because she's like always meddling kind of where she shouldn't be right this time it, it worked out like she kind of probably still shouldn't have been meddling but you kind of think oh thank god you're such a nosy like meddler um and if anything her heart has gotten bigger as the season's gone on oh it's so after she lost alfred it like she got awashed with how you know a lot of her decisions and her sort of yeah ideas about people weren't always that you know in keeping with who they are because she was always trying to follow her god that is one thing she i don't actually think elsewith is a malicious person i think she's mm. beautiful so her whole time was i just want you know my my husband and uh you know our kingdom to flourish that's all right. she ever wanted but that was under the rule of god so for her that there was only one linear route to get there and so anyone that tried to get in the way of that linear path was was therefore a threat therefore needed to be you know wiped out or something right. so although it was you know it looked quite vicious i think for her you know tr trying to speak here because she's quite sociopathic <laughs> but in my mind i think she just was was just making sure that that didn't that didn't waver that amazing mission and she so believed in her husband and what they had to fulfill so so then coming into season four and she doesn't have king alfred but she has her incredible children it's like instead of the duty being on alfred it goes to her children but then there becomes more compassion there because she's already seen such a loss she's already seen how maybe things can go so wrong and so i feel like she starts to focus more on the things that do matter that being obviously family and she's always loved her family of course that that's one thing that can never be taken from her but 
now it comes with more love, I feel. Um, and so seeing the scenes with, when I read the scenes between Elswith and um, Ethelfled, even, oh. I was like, what? This, can I just say that Millie Brady is one of the most phenomenal actors. Honestly, she completely blew my mind. I was, every single scene that she was in, ah, like literally broke my heart into pieces. Mm. And um, when we were all filming those those scenes and knowing that she was going to lead the show, you know, and after four that the character dies, we were just like, damn. And we were all genuinely just ripped to pieces on set. We were like, this yeah. is awful. So, so anyway, like, yeah, doing the scenes with, with Ethelfled, all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that then leads Elsworth to really fight for them what's right. And then that's what then leads into the Aelfwyn stuff, her granddaughter. Right. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's so cool that that they trusted that character to actually take on more of a, um, a kind of I don't know what the word is, but like I suppose an active um, part in solving right. the you know the, the plot in a sense. Or you had a lot of emotional moments, I would say, instead of political stuff was where was where Ellsworth was before with meddling, but now she's it was a lot of emotional mm. connections, and then of course the the motivation then to Edward at the end too. Um, oh, yeah. the, the sort of pep talk and um, but yeah yes. what was it like doing those those emotional scenes with Millie Brady with her okay. death and, and those moments honestly she just is sensational and I every scene I watched her and I was like what because there was the a few that I got to do alongside her but then there were loads like the ones with her and Edith the, a gorgeous Stephanie Martini who was absolutely magnificent both of them in their scenes were just stunning and like yeah it was just so moving and I kind of came out of nowhere in a sense it just it wasn't the thing we expected to read even as the actors you know reading it in the scripts and so so acting alongside Millie was just gorgeous and um it's always been so fun playing her mum because as right. you know we always discuss like I obviously have the same age as her and also the same age as him and so being their mother is always like quite hilarious but I but I think it reads it, like we believe it and, and it's not as in like we believe it, but just there's something about the, the writing and the way we're obviously doing it. But you do sort of believe that. And, and I almost yeah. got a weird maternal streak over both of them in that sense. Some not, not really, but but in a sense, there's like um, on set anyway, when we're, when we're, you know, getting into character and stuff, I, I totally feel so maternal over them both and then yeah. and then it's so nice to be a grandma <laughs> just to add to the you know craziness of it all yeah. grandma of boys who are like up here <laughs> and um, and elfwin amazing yes. here. so yeah yeah you know, i love, love those scenes i actually really enjoy emotional scenes weirdly awesome. i feel quite comfortable with those because there was one in um season one episode seven where me yes baby edward Remember that was the first emotional scene I've ever done on screen in my life. I was really I'd only done a couple of TV jobs before that. I'd never cried on a TV show or anything. I still didn't really know what I was doing. Honestly, mm. season one, I was like, what is this? It was so scary. And then getting to do an emotional scene, I, I just felt like, oh, okay, quite comfortable in it. So when those ones came along, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah I really that's, enjoyed that. That's awesome. And it was interesting too because. I feel like you and Ethel fled your roles sort of reversed in the fact that at the end of season four, totally thought maybe Ellsworth was going to go in the first couple episodes. Um, and no, she comes and shows us her tongue, shows us her tongue. There's <laughs> no white. <laughs> that was hilarious, by the way. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but staying on the emotional scenes, um, I'd love to, to chat with you a little bit about that one with you and Uhtred. Uh, after 
Ethelflaed dies. This is a scene that a lot of um, when we've done our video recaps uh, or episode recaps, a lot of people have been calling this scene out as as one of their favorites of the episode, um, and and talking about you and and Alex's acting um, in this episode in this scene. So could you talk maybe about your approach to this scene and what it was like to do it? Well, that's so kind. That's so kind. Um, I, I think, like again, the, the writing of that uh, scene was so cool because I think it allowed this whole. Um, journey of Elsworth and her duty to God to be the thing that actually was the crux of it but then within that was then he kind of is there to tell her look Ethelfled's died but she she's just like no don't tell me and then it dawns on her that is that's why he's you know and I think what's so gorgeous is that we see their bond like he puts his hand on my shoulder and it's so gorgeous to see her take his hand because Mm. we've seen just such such a you know, conflicting tension and and just animosity between them over every single season. You always just, even me as a fan, I'll watch like, dude, like just just be nice to him. Like I'm the one playing her, but even I am like, come yeah. on now, you know. But but this is in the script. <laughs> my it's my job. It's my job. So that it's the sense that you know you always have to have obviously protagonists and antagonists. And mm. uh, what's so gorgeous is that then just that through the evolution of her growing up and losing so many people and now losing her daughter just to oh. add to the heartbreak. It's like, whoa. And to know that both of them loved her so much. That's what's so stunning is that you see, although they're completely the opposite of each other, Uhtred and Ellsworth, they have this exact same love for this exact same person that they've both just lost. So you can't deny then there's this beautiful bond. And what's gorgeous is that that bond then carries through the rest of the season where she goes, you know, I'm following Uhtred. Your father would follow Uhtred. This this is just like a stunning, um, yeah, coming together then of these two people who were so, you know, against one another. And now it's just, I don't know, it just gives me hope for humanity, you know? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, we could all get along. <laughs> if Ailsworth can accept Uhtred, anything <laughs> Anything no, I'm just kidding. No. But it's so cool <laughs> to see her growth and, and Elizabeth's growth because it wasn't it's not that that happened all of a sudden. That's that's built over mm-hmm. the seasons. And, and Uhtred sort of proven himself and micro dosed, you know, to Ailsworth. I feel like just kind of built up to the point where she's like, can I stay in bed? You know, at the end, which is like, wow. <laughs> to think that she says that, I just could it be more perfect, that ending line between them. <laughs> And that he's looking at her like, uh, I don't think we're that close, but oh god, okay, I guess, which is just yeah. so cute. Um, but but to do that emotional scene, especially with you know Alexander, who I've worked with since season one, I, I've watched him grow into each other. It's just like yeah. sit there with him. It honestly was kind of thrilling and exhilarating and you know spine tingling but but the this hilarious practical side which will crack you up I learned the wrong lines for that scene so that scene I was so I so as as um actors we get like a read-through draft first okay so that's like the sort of beginning ideas it's it's it usually kind of sticks to that mold but a lot of the lines change and sometimes they even change the plot sometimes they'll change oh this character is going to do that instead of this character so anyway I had this read-through script and it was like a physical script and I was learning it was a lot of lines for that scene I was learning it off of that and I just kept that script in my apartment in Budapest and for some reason I didn't check the updated scripts we constantly mm-hmm. did updated scripts on email I just kept looking at my little book and anyway, we got to set 
And they're like, okay, brilliant. Let's just, um, you know, this is a very emotional scene. So we're all going to be quite quiet. We're all going to be, you know, really respectful. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, okay, lads, if you begin, um, let's start the dialogue. <laughs> and I just start. And they're like, uh, ooh. <laughs> you know and I just keep going in this monologue and, eat, and Alex is going no 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 no. I don't know why you're saying and I was like oh but wait but then I say the thing about that and he's like no that's not in the script and I was like oh and then I whipped out my little book and I was like well but it is I've, I've been you know this is what I've I've done and they went look at the front eyes and I went oh it's the, <laughs> the read-through draft so anyway on that day it got a little bit scary because I had to then cobble two like scenes together so I I they let me keep a bit of the original one but they were like we also need you to infuse these new lines we, we have to say these new things about Elfwin and the, I was like okay so on that day I actually kind of didn't know my lines because yeah. they were brand new so if anything I was absolutely petrified and each take I just kept thinking in my head just just don't fuck up your lines just like remember that line there's that bit about the thingy so if anything I was then I was so prepared but for the wrong thing that I was so underprepared for the actual scene so that's the funny practical side of it is that I actually in the moment didn't know what I was doing (laughs) so so I'm glad that somehow it read okay because honestly I went home that day and just went what did I, that's such a pivotal scene for us both. And how come I, although Alexander was so cute about it, he was just giggling. He was like, that's so classic you. And I was like, yeah, of course I did that. So, oh that's why Ellsworth just keeps yelling, like, don't say anything. Don't say, just don't say anything. <laughs> I don't even know the line. Okay? Right. Don't say nothing because you're going to put me off of the trajectory I'm already at and I don't even know my lines. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That, was, that was an awesome scene though. It was, it was really good and emotional. Oh my There's God, like this, this theme of like, uh, redemption and faith yeah. and all all this stuff this season which was was yeah. pretty new and it was it was pretty yeah. interesting for Ellsworth to sort of be like like hey like I've been like a dick to people because of this and like yeah. like now my daughter's gone and like yeah. I'm trying as hard as I can and, and where are you God right now where why won't you talk to me right now when I need you most all you know time. yeah this is exactly it and I think that's so beautiful that they linked it to her duty to God and and that you know she lo- it felt like she's already lost her Alfred and but maybe in her head she was like well that was maybe the duty that was maybe he mm-hmm. you know he mm-hmm. was taken because therefore we had you know Edward had to take over and for the duty of the kingdom there's so many things but now it just seems to her illogical now and it does, it's not fair and it now is just a mother without mm-hmm. being anyone who's has a duty to god as a mother she's just her heart's been ripped out and she just mm-hmm. she's just done with with that side of things and she's she's still obviously extremely godly extremely pious still right. throughout the rest of it but just in that moment she's been so let down by something that she put all her energy into and that's just yeah and, and I almost feel like um Father Purelick who's played by the like fabulous Kevin Cracker, yes. he's amazing um he has a lot of themes like that uh, alongside Breeder about yeah, God. you know will God help you will will he be there and you know Purelick saying yes yes and she's going well where's my daughter and so if anything we're in a really similar boat yes. Breeder and I there's a lot of like mother-daughter relationships that shine through in this season especially which I just love this idea that I've lost my daughter and I'm going where were you and Breeders lost her daughter mm-hmm. and going you've never been why should I believe he's even here why should I even so it's so beautiful that there's a weird correlation between that those two characters two very you know powerful women who both lost their powerful daughters um both struggling with this concept that somebody's going to help yeah. 
feels like nobody's there to help. So they're both like challenging the same yeah. idea of who's going to help me. I've, I've lost her. Totally. She's not back. Um, totally. And then it's gorgeous, even with them. Um, Ethelfled and Elfwyn, their mother and daughter relationship is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. and, um, Thea Saban, who plays Elfwyn, is mind-blowingly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like one of her first ever TV jobs, can I just say? Like, wow. it was her first TV. I think it was her first job, like kind of graduating from drama school. So she, wow. she was phenomenal, like absolutely phenomenal. And um, I loved their dynamic as well, because you really see Ethelfled grown up because she's always, you know, she's telling Elfwyn off because Elfwyn's running around, you know, not really taking things seriously, doesn't really realize what's about to hit her. So it's quite, you know, amazing to see their dynamic and almost what I then had with uh, Ethelfled. Elsa Pepper, Ethel Fled. So yeah, mm-hmm. I just love all the mother and daughter and the, the, all the family um, themes and relationships because then you've got Uhtred and his children. That's a right. huge theme, obviously, with young Uhtred and what's happening to him and Stiora, you know, fighting back against him. Mm-hmm. And he's dealing with all of that. So it's all these parental ch- child, you know, dynamics yeah. that make the show so interesting and cool. And, yeah, absolutely. I, you make a great point too with the correlation because you and Brita are equally devout in your own religions and you both just have moments where you question it. Brita like was surprisingly questioning it. Like, cause almost, almost converting. I thought like at times I was like, (laughs) Um, but, uh, but it was really a cool theme. And, and like along with the parental thing that you're talking about um, season four was huge and you sort of, um, Felicita- uh, facilitating, not felicitating. Facilitating. <laughs> it's like you say the word felicity. felicity. <laughs> um, facilitated the Ethelstan as a child and, and keeping him safe and kind of pushing him more toward a kingly path. And wow. and you don't have a, a, a million scenes with him this season, but you do at the beginning, there's a, there's a moment where you and Harry Gilby have a moment where you just seem so proud of him. Um, yeah. And that was cool to see because you yeah. really made that happen in season four. Yeah. Like, it's so sweet to see. I mean, sweet in some ways, but also looking back at season four, when I think that she let, she let Ethelstan's mother at Edwin yeah. see him and then went, okay, I'm taking him now. It's <laughs> just yeah, so yeah. unnecessarily cool. I was like, oh, no, Ale's weird. Why are you guys? It looks like you're doing the right thing. And then she just does something kind of, you know, just hilariously cool. Um, but but yeah, so lovely to then see Ethelstan grow up. And he's a you know phenomenal character. Harry Gilby is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I love everything Ethelstan did in this season, all his fights as well. He was just oh extraordinary. My God. And so lovely that we get to see this young man now grow up and and will eventually, even in history, you know, from, from our research as past, we know that Ethelstan was technically kind of like the first king of England, like the first sort of established, you know, king of England that we sort of know about. But it was the Alfred and Edward's direction pushed oh, that yeah, kingdom and form and everything. So it's so cool to see that that's where the next chapter is kind of going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yes, but 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 lovely that Elsa definitely had a huge part to play in that for sure. Um, you know, making sure that he you know, being kind of the rightful heir to the throne was then involved because obviously Ethelhelm, who we know is real naughty and he is he is uh, obviously the villain of season four and the major villain major of season villain. five. 
And Adrian Schiller, and I just, because I know these people as my best friend. So like, he's extraordinary. Like, oh again, God. I didn't get to work with him very much. In fact, I don't think I had any scenes with him in um, season five. Whereas in season oh. four, we're always you know, doing crazy stuff together. But season five, right. I didn't see his stuff until I saw his stuff with, with everybody else. And I just like, turned what? it up a notch. Oh my God. He's always been amazing. He has always been amazing, but some he like transcended that. this season to. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. He's, yeah, he completely transcended this. You're so right because you watch him, you're just like, what? Everything he does, it's all the, the calculating, the manipulating, and, and so crazy that even with his character, we see him being heartbroken by a lost daughter. I mean, this season should have been called The Last Kingdom. It should be called The Last Daughter. Who's the daughter going <laughs> to survive? There'll be one last daughter that survives this frigging show. Because I these, know. Everybody's daughters are just, oh. And so we see even with him, all he cared about was that his, you know, um, his grandson would take the throne, who's also my grandson, that being um, Elfweird, who's right. played by the fabulous Ewan Horrocks, who's just amazing. Um, so again- He's Such that... a victim of circumstance too. Yes, oh, oh, I felt so sorry to him. You know, just in the middle of a really crappy situation. and, and Not Elfweird... a bad person at all, like his no, grandfather. He's just, you know, as a kid who's trying to follow and thinks he should be king and- yeah. In a way, I don't blame him for feeling like alienated by his father, like this whole thing of, you know, Edward immediately marrying um, Lady Agafu and, and like, you know, just moving on. I guess, that I, you know, I can see why you'd be like, whoa, okay then. And then, then Ethelhelm goes great and then, you know, sort of plays off of how this young man must be feeling. And it's like, yeah. And then I love that then the two grandsons meet at the end to basically annihilate uh, Ethelhelm. It's that, you know, um, Elfwood and Ethelstan are there in Bebenburg and he's sort of, you know, trying to run away and scrambling. And it's that those two are finally up against him going, right, we've had it with you, buddy. And, you know, he's like, tell him, tell him what you, yeah, yeah. you know. And I was like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, so, um, Ethelhelm being phenomenal. And um, he, yeah, he, him basically playing the, the biggest part. And, and I love that all the characters do intertwine because then you've got mm-hmm. his stuff, but then he gets hold of my granddaughter, Elfwin. So just when you think it can't get any more complicated, he has a hold of her, obviously, in order to be Constant, uh, King Constantine's wedding gift, if you like, so that he can then right. play with uh, the idea of then, you know, the Scottish king being involved and, you know, I just, there's so much going on. I, now that I'm yeah, thinking, so like, damn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so good. And speaking yeah. of Elfwin too, you have a scene with her. Obviously, you're trying to um, keep her safe and, and get her married to Cainliff. There's a moment with where you're talking to her about love, and she's asking you about <laughs> love. And then you start going into some details about a little bit more than just love. Yeah. And she's like, oh. Grandma, she's like, no. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> when one feels the tremors of male affection, when I read that, I was like, oh my god, there were so many hilarious lines. Like, yeah, when obviously in episode seven after the killing of Brussels, oh, where she's yes. like, I slaughtered man with my bare hands. Oh, we got to talk about this. Oh that, my god. Like I remember again, oh. there's so many lines in this script that we all for all the characters where we were just like, this is amazing. Like I really feel like they injected so much humor in it because yeah. I suppose 
because the season was so heartbreaking. There's so much mm-hmm. loss. Every episode, there was a loss. It was just like, it was like a, a big death per episode. Like we were going through it. <laughs> like, it's Literally, just... it's like, how much more can the fans take? How much more can the audience take? And this is just so, you know, heartbreaking. So it was nice that in those little glimmers, we had the really funny moments, which yeah. I, I just loved. Yeah, yeah. yeah the funny you, moments. You took on like a huge comedic role. I mean, I... I think you might have had more funny scenes than Finn in this season, to be honest. I think oh, you may no. have. Yeah. Finn, oh my God. But Mark Rowley, he's the king of comedy. He's the king he of is. everything. He is hands down, Finn is literally one of my favorite characters in the entire oh, saga. Yeah. Asking him. He is so brilliant. Oh, like yeah. he is just like the best friend. He's like the best warrior. He's he's such a true, authentic, sweet man. And that's that's Mark Rowley in real life as well. So it's really gorgeous watching him and spinning. Cause I'm like, oh, that's like like Mark is just as fabulous and, and yeah. amazing. And I love oh my god, Finn is just too funny, too funny. I didn't know he could do such a good Scottish accent. I that really <laughs> is... <laughs> imagine he's secretly <laughs> wow, what a good Scottish accent he can do. I know what you mean. He is crazy. Um, he's like both Celtic things, but like, no, he's a proud Scottish <laughs> man. Is proud. <laughs> but no, he's fabulous. But yeah, no, we we all just shocked by the comedy of it, and like, they place the comedy in really good parts. Like, yeah. to think just after she's killed someone, that that she's almost just so cocky that she now. <laughs> is like at one with the warriors. She's like, well, I'm also a superhero figure because, you know, in the first three seasons, especially, you know, Elspeth for sure is, you know, conniving and she's calculating, but but her her missions are usually done from an intellectual sure. place. Mm-hmm. Sure. And now it came from a, an active warrior place, a sense of like, okay, the only way to defend and save, you know, these people around me is to, is to kill. So it's, it's yeah. almost, she definitely then feels at one with Uhtred because after killing someone, you can never take that back. That's mm. something Uhtred's very used to but as, as a warrior, as, you know, someone who's always in battles and saving people constantly, that, you know, the idea to kill for, for somebody that you love or, yes. you know, to save, it's like, oh, I get that mentality now. It's almost like she she 100% can almost sink herself into yeah what, what totally. he believes because it's it's what he does all the time it's like oh i get it now so that's yeah. kind of nice. i i love the scene before that too when when you're like showing off your dagger skills yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so cute it's just it's so funny to see her doing that because she has become such a like infamously like that like kind of not a bad character but she's like someone who's you just you roll your eyes at when she says things but now it it's for the best reason so it's it's really lovely that's come around it's like full mm-hmm. circle but she is a bit bonkers and she but but in this case she's right and in this case she did do the right thing and she did luckily save you know edith and she's you know tried to save elf when obviously she gets captured again that was then so heartbreaking after all of that she gets taken on the horse yeah. and it's like, no, we just you know fought off the most I know. situation and now you've just taken her like um but but, but so <laughs> cool that again she goes to edward and um you know she's just always fighting for what she believes is is right so that's totally you know, and, and what was her lines after the two like uh i feel like she said uh, i felt Michael. like the same St. Michael the Archangel. He slew Satan's armies. Something with the knife. That is so, <laughs> just awesome. so funny. Again, the scripts were amazing. Mm. Like, he yeah. would read them and be like, what? Like, so we also lived all in a big house together mm-hmm. in Budapest. Um, there was like 30 of us, maybe a bit less, but um, 
we we would often like then read the scripts together or we'd all get them through the emails at the same time then we'd be texting each other oh my god have you seen what happens in you know, episode seven da, da, da. so it was really nice to yeah to, to, to always be together in a way when the scripts came through because it's very exciting totally. as an actor the most exciting thing if you are booked in a job which is obviously so exciting as it is when the new scripts come through in a season like this this current job I'm on now like we just got a script through the other day and it's like ah, because you get to see you know mm-hmm. yeah it's just so cool it's almost like you're the audience for the first time because when you first read it you don't know what's going on yeah. so you're like okay you're told this thing and then yeah you just get to act it out and then that is obviously the funnest thing ever that's a great point because I, I noticed that about the script this season um yeah. it seemed almost at times like poetry especially when um Ethel Helm was talking some of his lines were like that just sounds medieval that just is really like and and the last king's always been good at that but there's so many creative lines this season and um and that was pretty awesome to, to hear it probably adds to the hilarity of like me not knowing my lines just because i'd learned the wrong mm. lines for that thing you can't improvise in that te- text you can't <laughs> improvise in that kind of speech because it is so it's in so... keeping with that old style of speaking if it was like modern i could like oh you know riff it i can you know but the fact right. that it's written in that incredible way means if you don't know your lines you're screwed you cannot improvise unless you you're just like yes lord or something you can't that's a great point that's a great point now last time you were on the podcast we asked you what you wanted from um uh, Aylesworth going into season five if you were going to be going into season five and you had told us um some kind of like warrior moment or battle moment uh or you know give me the spears give me the axes give me the sword (laughs) And so we were so excited to see you actually have uh, sort of a battle moment, but like a, a, a moment of violence, a moment of, uh, you know, save saving your, your daughter and, and or your granddaughter and Edith. Um, so could you talk about like maybe like the physicality of doing that scene and what, what that was like to uh, stab Harry Anton in, in the back of the head? <laughs> so Harry Anton played Bressel and Luke Nunn played um, oh my goodness, why is his name escape me? The characters' names escape me. Oh my goodness. It's oh. so Russell's a fabulous um like side side man. Like yeah. he's um oh my god, why is Luke, if you ever watch this, I highly apologize. I don't know why that name's escaped me. Um, but basically uh they they are phenomenal and actually yeah. the most hilarious men of all time. So we actually had such a blast. We were in a forest, and the, like I do often think with The Last Kingdom, the the source um the sort of places where we go to create sure. the atmosphere for, for us as the actors. So like being in a forest and, and it was at nighttime for, for that particular part of the scene, it was just so magical. So in a way it yeah. totally transported you to that place. And what was cool, so we had like a sort of, um, it wasn't even a retractable knife. Sometimes they have retractable knives that plunge into you, but obviously there's like a spring. This mm-hmm. one was really cool. They had like a, it was just, um, kind of a, a retractable thing but it was it had like a green green like label on it so it's for the green screens that the cgi right, could then right. do the, the sword and everything um but what was crazy is that poor stephanie who was incredible she's our edith um they had to obviously when they were filming her they were the single was on her and the blood had to like splatter on her every time i plunged the knife into harry's neck um, the blood had to go everywhere and each time the, the amazing crew we had the most amazing crew it was really hard to get the blood splatter right so they only had that one second and it's like now and you know they had to get the whole thing in one and each oh, time man. the blood kept going a bit like 
too much to the left so it didn't hit her enough or too much to the right and it didn't hit her enough so she kept having to do this thing and Harry's having to like strangle her and they were all just you know so crazy and poor Stephanie Martini she's just getting choked and and just blood thrown on her face the whole day ridiculous and I really felt so sorry for I was like this is just nuts and so then by like the, the sort of fourth blood one, which was like the last one they could do, we, we were running out of time. They're like, we can only really fit one more. And so they did it. And again, it still wasn't quite right. So in the end, I think they had to, and this is, this is crazy. Steph actually had to shoot that, her reaction on a separate day kind of wow. thing. Like her, her, the, the, the blood splattering bit on a, on a different day. They, they did it like a few days later in, in a, wow. and they didn't even do it in the forest. They like made a little patch of something look like the same forest. And then wow. just did it. So it's crazy. It's crazy. There's movie magic for you, but it's that's magic. That's pretty cool. That last bit was actually filmed afterwards. So that was crazy. Um, but no, we were, it, it was kind of a, such a fun day. We were really hyper. We were running around, but there was definitely, you know, we were exhausted by the end because, you know, there was so much running and, and oh, Luke yeah. running to the horse and fear running down the, the road. And it was just, but it was so brilliant and I loved it. And I suppose the physicality then of, of, of Elsa, knowing that she's this, this old lady who's never done it before, it was really nice that we had the most amazing director called Anthony Phillipson. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what I want to capture is that you don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you've got to do it. And yet you're also conflicted with should I and should I. So there's a really lovely like sequence right before she stabs um, Bressel where she is like, um, Gladwin, Gladwin is Luke's yes, name. Gladwin. Wrestling Gladwin. Luke, I got it. Okay. <laughs> if you're watching, it's Gladwin. Uh, Wrestling Gladwin. Yeah, you can sort of see that, which is really, really nice. And that she doesn't know what she's doing. And she backs away all like, ah, exhilarated. So that was really, really cool. I That's felt cool. like one of the Vikings for once. Felt like Heston or something. Yeah. Also, favorite characters of all time. Of course. And of course, we see his demise <laughs> yeah. this season. But I know um, that broke my heart as well. Like, again, Heston is such a sneaky character, but he's, I love him. And I just adore Yappa who plays him. So just, just this idea of him being so cheeky all the time, though, he's he's a sort of lovable naughty Dane. Like, of he's yeah. sometimes, but you kind of love that he's doing it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He's just mm-hmm. fantastic. And then we love again those lines where you're just bragging about the kill and you go back. Um, and <laughs> I, I love the scene too because it's yeah. like Iagathu I- is is like, uh, oh. oh, I'm sure you're tired because you know you're old, yeah. and you're just like <laughs> from killing a man, from slaughtering a man with my bare hands. <laughs> and then Ida's like, well, you know, slight exaggeration, yeah, slight exaggeration. Like, okay. I was uh, Did you ever watch SpongeBob growing up? SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah, I love SpongeBob. That just reminded me of the scene in one episode where the guy is like, "I ate a bowl of nails for breakfast without any milk." <laughs> That's literally what I, I just SpongeBob that moment. Yep. <laughs> I completely agree. And also, can I just say that um, Sonia, who plays Lady Yag, hmm. although none of us can pronounce the character's name, paper, it's E A D G I F U, like Eadgifu, Eadgifu. I've been saying Eadgifu, I don't know if that's right. I think it's like we all had our own weird lady. Yeah, Sonia was like, I don't know, but I don't know. So I'm fine. And we like, um, was just astonishing she was hmm. phenomenal um and i loved her character thought their dynamic was gorgeous and i yes. have to 
obviously say Timothy Innes, oh. King Edward, was out of this world. Again. He blows yeah. my mind. Like him is completely transforms because he in real life is like the chillest, coolest, lovely, <laughs> sweetest <laughs> person. Yeah. The dopest, loveliest guy. And then as King Edward, he obviously has to. I I I love the character of King Edward because I, yes. I feel like I can see why he does things. Again, it's like it's yeah. like I can see why Elsa does things. I can see why King Alfred does things. Like these these royal, you know, people with a lot of responsibility, they do things out of different, you know, yes. pathways. It's not mm-hmm. always what you think it is. They're not just being spiteful. They're not just yeah. being vicious. They're, so 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 watching him playing King Edward, I just adored it because. He just completely transformed and he's just oh, yeah. so mm-hmm. so captivating and magnetic and and like he um put so much heart into it. So like that yeah. pet at the end where I, you know, come to him, mm-hmm. I'm like scared because you're scared of your father. You're scared you're not gonna fulfill your father's dream, but you you can, you are good enough. You this is what you're destined right. for. And so beautiful because to have that moment with him, and that was again one of my favorite scenes to play, I think, in the whole season. Nice. Because I just adored him so much and and again, getting to be his mother is such an honor. <laughs> so, and then right. just his eyes just welling up, and it's just like, damn! Again, there's there's a king here with so much heart, um, yes. and I just thought he was extraordinary this season. There's, he had so much to do, um, and the end of episode nine, I think. No, no, I can't remember. Eight, the one where Eight. he gets teamed so up on. Big, well, yeah, the bit. So it's a big long scene. We call it Tim's play because yeah. it yes, yes, I think play. it's eight. Mm-hmm. It was an eight. So that we, we, I think that we shot that over three days, if I'm not yeah. wrong. I think it was two or three. I think it might be three. Um, he was so wonderful. He had to be so focused. We, there was everybody was in that scene. We had Alice, <laughs> Arnest, Mark. And against him, too. Uh, <laughs> the Avengers. Yeah, we were all just like, well, we were just messing around because we only had a couple of lines each kind of thing. Whereas Tim had like pages worth of lines. And he had to keep his focus amongst us being, we were like throwing axes against, you know, the war. We were just being so like crazy. Yeah. Um, and he but obviously during when it was ready to then do the take, we'd obviously all settle down. But even right. amidst that, he had to keep that focus and the energy and had to remember so much. And I just was totally blown away by him. And I and I really loved his relationship with, um, yeah, Sonia, who plays yes. uh, yeah, their, their dynamic um, was gorgeous, those characters. Yeah. We've we've really loved King Edward and Timothy Ennis since he came in season three. We're very frustrated with him in season four because of the decision. Yeah. He Timothy Ennis did a wonderful job, but we were sad what his character was given. Yeah. Um, but we are so incredibly satisfied with what he was given this season, even though it wasn't always what we wanted him to do sometimes. It was still like always a, a good kingly decision, it seemed. More like um, Alfred. And, like he was like Alfred. Where he was, he was coming like, from. And, yeah. And he just fucking killed it all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. Every oh, scene. God. Every scene. And like, and again, that I think that was what was so gorgeous. So Tim, Tim, and he, he have you had him on yet? For, yes. For this um, we had him on, yes, yes a couple of days ago. <laughs> a days ago. Because he may have already said to you that he was wearing gorgeous David Dawson. Yes. So there's something really stunning about that, you know, continuation of that, that mm-hmm. character that he, this is a son stepping into his father's shoes. And yeah, you do, you do just see him really honoring him in every way. And so gorgeous. I remember him telling David, I'm, you know, I, I get to wear your crown. And, like, oh. Um, oh. and we cannot even begin to go into how sensational David Dawson is. I mean, oh, I, no. if you say that every any interview I do, I'm like, hello, like give that oh. man 
every given, day yes. possible. And, and for the scene with him and Uhtred meeting to be one of the last flashback scenes, because David Dawson in building this show deserves so, so much credit too from, from seasons one through three. Yes. And um, even though he didn't make it to the end of five, to have him there in one of the last scenes Uhtred remembers is, is so fitting, so fitting. That's when I started to bawl my eyes out. I thought this yeah. is crazy. And like, it, it's because of David that the show is so special and so beloved yeah. because I feel like he really gave, there you have this phenomenal, powerful king, just like King Edward. And I love that they're both so similar in that, in that vein that Timothy took on that same yeah. attitude, the power and everything. But that, yeah, with King Alfred, um, yeah, there is this man who who is ruthless, who will do anything it, it, it takes to to get you know everything together that kingdom and yes. um, it's so dutiful but I just think that he gave it so much heart so much um nuance again there's just if he could just have a flicker in his eye and you could see a million things it was just like and yet he always said this was really really cool thing David said about his research in uh, King Alfred and even in season one he used to say King Alfred, because he was also suffering from his like, you know, sort of bowel conditions in his right, you know, right. that was a thing in history. Yeah. Everyone knew that he was always very ill. He was always, you know, couldn't eat certain things and um, you know, there on the battlefield, but also probably wanting to spew his guts out, like how right. hardcore that is. And he always used to say he might be the, the weakest physically in the room, but he is always the strongest, like intellectually. Mm. So true. And that power always then took him above everybody else, even though he was wasn't the most brawny or you know muscly it didn't matter he was the most intelligent and therefore the most fierce and therefore the most powerful and it's like yeah you yeah so true and he played it so beautifully like that it was yeah we none of us can even get over it we're always like no we can't either we we hope someday to to get to pick his brain about it because he was amazing get to talk to him you wouldn't believe again another transformer he is just Knowing David in real life like that is just amazing. But yeah. yeah. Speaking of just yeah. big moments and satisfying moments, uh, you are there at Bevenber when mm-hmm. Uhtred gets recognized as, as, as a guy who's really helped everyone out. And he gets Bevenber. Um, he gets to go for Bevenber. Uh, what was it like being on set and filming those scenes? Mm. Uh, that sort of was, like a return of the Jedi moment. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Literally, literally was like that. And, and I think for that, it was a beautiful day because we didn't film. It wasn't like one of the, I think it was one of the last scenes of the last couple of weeks, maybe, but it wasn't okay. like the last scene. So gotcha. Um, gotcha. In a way, we were saying goodbye, but we still had, as as us as just humans, not even just the characters, we were still right. like, oh, so, you know, being together a bit longer. And, but there was something so good. So it was more of like a party vibe. Like we were all there. We were just all there. Um, and, 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 you know, it was just stunning to see then uh, Alexander go up to the top and be with um, Tim and then be like, Wah. and then he looked back at all of us and we did loads of different takes where he was just like, we were like, like we did loads of different ones. And then we were just like dancing. <laughs> it was crazy. Obviously I, Annoyingly, because when the camera was on me, I was like, "Damn it, Lady Elsa wouldn't dance." So everyone else was just like doing. Oh no! I, and that's I, so anti-Eliza. But Eliza would dance. I want to play. So like everyone else was like hugging. The Vikings were like all hugging, and you know, you had that Kulik, Aldhelm. They're all hugging. Little, um, you know, Citric, um, Finnin. They're all like, you know, going crazy, and I was just there going, just a wry smile, just a small. 
<laughs> and just dying inside a little bit. <laughs> Let's dedicationalize Eliza. It's dedication acting, Eliza. Okay, that's, what would my character do? Oh, damn it. She wouldn't go like this. So I have to be careful. So I was going. Nice. <laughs> but no, that's such a gorgeous scene, such a lovely scene. And like, mm. I just, yeah, I'm just blown away by them all. And it was such a lovely way to end that season. I think him going to Bebe and Bebe, because that is the whole fight constantly, you know, will that's he get it, there? And another amazing character that I loved is Whitgar, him, that being yes. uh, Uchred's cousin, who's always just as, you know, you think Uchred's going to get Bebe and Bebe, his cousin comes back and, you know, steals it all the time. Mm-hmm. And again, Oshin Pere, who plays him, is so gorgeous and wonderful. And again, another Transformer. He's nothing like that. He's the <laughs> yep. sweetest human being yeah. like, ever. And um, I, I just loved what, what they did as well. And, that, you know, there's a, yet an, another person for Uche to have to get through. It's like he's like wading through a maze of just I know. Yeah. help. Just, just when you think you might be getting close, somebody else gets in the way, and you're like, no. Um, so, and also, can we talk about how Hild comes back? Oh yes, we love yes. Hild. Hilda's Bay. Yes. Hilda's back. We love Hild. Hild is phenomenal and gorgeous. Eva Berthesel is just amazing. Um, and so that was really, yes. really lovely. And um, yeah, just so cool to see how it ended. And uh, I just thought Ethelhelm was such a fabulous antagonist. I just, just oh thought- yeah. He was great. That scene where he like goes a bit animalistic and is almost like howling, you know, when yeah. Bressel's behind him and he's just oh yeah, like, morphs. He's like and he's like breathing and screaming in the weirdest way. Yes. And you see him then just like compose himself into this, you know, he's like, now I know what I'm gonna do. But it's just like, oh, seeing this like morph into that is just mad. <laughs> We talked to Harry Anton. I was like, what was it like to be there at that moment? Was that like actually scary? Because that was like watching it. I was just like, okay, I might, I might get under the covers here a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, that was, did he say it was terrifying? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he made a joke about it. Uh, it he, He said it was awesome. He said just, it was incredible to work with Adrian Schiller. Um, you know, Oh gosh, they they nice. all are. honestly I feel like I say this a lot because The Last Kingdom was sort of my one of my first proper proper jobs and I got to grow up on this job mm. and so like kindly let me carry on like like each season that would go by I, I honestly just thought well I'm not going to be in this one and you're not, right. not because I just thought well the storyline surely they how could Aylesworth be fitted into this and they always made a way to have right. her incorporated which always just used to like like honestly blow me away I always used to be like so ecstatic and I just I just yeah could never believe it so then to grow up on the show and then watch all these extraordinary actors coming in like Adrian Schiller David Dawson and just Harry yeah. McIntyre as Ethel Wald oh, yeah. and all the fabulous Scandinavian actors that we've had to be a Santelman and yeah. you know William oh, yeah. Petura, and you're just like what so I think watching them all constantly and then getting to watch them on screen and go oh damn, you, you really learn as an actor what to do. So I feel like season five, in a sense, I was luckily way more uh, like in tune of what I knew this character to be more than ever, in a sense. But then was gotcha. also luckily given the themes of, you know, her, her being a lot kinder, you know, and, and yeah. be able to infuse what I had been portraying her as before, um, which had all these dimensions, but then to add loads of other layers was just like the nicest thing to, to yeah. have been. Really- In the books, Lady Ellsworth, I think, I think Uhtred says after Alfred dies, I think it, at some point in the book, I remember reading, yeah. it was like, and that was the last time I saw Lady Ellsworth. Um, yeah. But then like, she's just gone. 
but then yeah. you get to have sort of a redemption in season four then with your character and then and now now you've moved into bevenberg so i mean like crazy. <laughs> it's just it's just bonkers and i just i just love that about the way they arc. show yeah. that yeah they just and they just totally you know take things but then they twist it and i think it's nice because if you were a big fan of the books you'd obviously assume okay that's the end of this person and whenever but no you then watch the show and you're like whoa 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 we never knew that was going to happen and if anything they could take full liberty with elsewith because she's not written about anymore they could go what should we do let's have a killer guy yeah 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 let's have a killer guy because they they can do whatever they want so in a way it was perfect because they had full freedom with the you know full license to do anything which was great you know for me as well so i just loved that they yeah trust trusted me to then add all the other elements along the way like that was just gorgeous but yeah you mentioned too like you you grew up on the show like this what you started filming back in what 2014 or Um, i was 21 when i started shooting and i was 27 when we finished season five um and then i turned yeah just turned 28 a couple months uh, yeah months or so after that so i was still 27 when i was playing a grandma which cracks me up (laughs) (laughs) was um just so cool to properly grow up on that and then we, but we all did we absolutely all did when i look back at season two when like millie came in as ethel fled she's just she you know she was playing sort of 15 years old and at that point she was probably about 21 2021 or something um uh, playing okay. about 15 and she was just so brilliant and and now looking at her as this mother it's when you look at season two versus season five for her character as well it's like night and day yeah yeah oh my god and then you see this really powerful woman who's got all these responsibilities on her shoulders she's got so much to think about and she's doing the most amazing job she's been the leader of mercia and i don't know i just find it amazing just to see the transitions of everybody totally as well when tim comes in season three he's again such a young sweet sprightly you know young boy who's like looking up at his dad going i can't be so like do i really have to do that you you want me to do take over oh my god i don't know how to do that and now boom season five he's like don't fuck with me you're like hey and what? Like, oh my God. Like, it is he it. it. Remember, Citriger. Remember those. Yeah, I remember those. I have crushed. And, oh, that was a good line. And I when he owns, I genuinely was like, oh shit. Oh shit! <laughs> like I actually need to leave. Like uh, oh, <laughs> Timothy, uh, Timothy's going crazy. <laughs> He's going crazy. I was like, son, son, <laughs> what are you doing? Was there anything big though that that you pulled going from you know you were twenty one starting out to? You know, you're 27 now and, and you've gone from the, you know, a wife to grandmother. Like, was there anything from your own life that you, you pulled in with experience or anything? That is a very good question. And weirdly, kind of the only thing I could think about was because I obviously I, I never, you know, had a husband or, you know, had children. So to, to call up upon stuff to then act with, I feel like I just tried to almost bringing my own mother into it although my mother is obviously nothing like elsewhere but my mother is extremely maternal extremely warm extremely protective so the only sort of um I guess uh reference points would be like my own mother in a, in a weird way and my mom was like this gorgeous American woman from Iowa so it's nothing like elsewhere but she's ever so cute and I just think it's just the maternal warmth and stuff but but then at the same time yeah, this this strength that my mother definitely has. I feel like that's the only kind of reference point I can had. But I was quite lucky at drama school. I played a lot of mothers and and older characters. Even though I was the youngest person in my year, I did 
luckily get given those roles. So I almost feel like that set me up to then feel comfortable in the, a role like Elspeth, who does, you know, demand a lot of, you know, respect and she's very powerful, she's very strong. Um, but I often say it in natural life, I'm quite like, like, you know, a bit silly. And then as Ailsworth, I've got to be the opposite. I've got to just, you know, root it down. So it's so right. nice to get to go in a completely different direction. I just really enjoy that as an actor. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. And I love to see like, yes, she does change. Like she loves, or she is now like siding with Uhtred, which is such a change from season one, but she's still the same person. She still has a lot of snarky comments. It feels natural. She still will yell at uh, Edith when she's frustrated and be kind of mean. For Edith, who is just so fantastic. Like Edith, the purest of heart, like just such a beautiful character. And Stephanie was unbelievable. I just so loved it. I loved all of her scenes. And um, yeah, just really crazy that she would always go like around the campfire. She's like, you know, he's he has um, what is it? Planned the the kidnapping of lady, a former queen. Yeah. Like, you, oh, he didn't know you were going to be here. <laughs> like this, she and she's looking at her like, yeah, what what am I? And she's like, well, <laughs> I just think Edith done everything. Edith is very much on a parallel with Uhtred, I think, in that sense, like someone who has a big heart who mm-hmm. can easily forgive people and yet still does the right thing and still like even though she like lady else with all of her thoughts at Edith she could easily have gone okay also you guys I'm off because you don't respect me and you're not valuing my time my energy and I've done everything I can for you so in a way she's really similar to Edith I think because there is that sense of mm. she's still relentlessly loyal to totally is right and i think they're so that's so gorgeous like, about asking them this a lot of characters who are just to their core wonderfully lovely you know yeah. we've got loads of villains we've got loads of really calculating people who are really you know you know vicious and malicious but there are so many just good hearted people finn being one old helm yeah. is another one another loyal yes. Aldhelm is i think that's why we love the show is just because you know steve and i are are our brothers you know we're best friends and and we love camaraderie we're i don't know we're sensitive to that we just and the show has so much of it and it looks like you know even off the camera that you guys have that and i think that's what makes this show um you know on that level you know it makes it so good and that so many people can relate and, and love it it's pretty awesome probably, yeah you've you've said that beautifully because i think you're so right you can see it on the screen and it, and it is that way in real life you know we are lucky we are all so close and um yeah i don't think i'll ever ha- i feel that in a sh- another show i mean i hope i do but I, right of course so special about that and like That's... you know no matter where we all go now we're all on different paths and different things will all happen to us we always i always feel like anyway we can all come back together and just be one big family unit i know that's very kumbaya kind of thing but no, i do but... I love everyone on that show and i think it's um really special and you can definitely see it on screen and i agree i think there's something really lovely as well about the warrior men being very sensitive and vulnerable yeah. i may have said that to you guys in our last interview but this yeah. idea that utred just you know can one minute could be slaying someone and the next crying his eyes out and that that's beautiful to see a man in every yeah. way powerful and strong uh, but but yet the, his power and strength also lies in the vulnerability and sensitivity. His his ability to just feel the emotions. He's not he's not someone who's so you know I guess masculine right. that I don't cry. I don't you know no he does he does it all. He yeah. and he loves 
so tenderly, like those scenes with um, Uhtred and Ethelfled when she's dying oh, in the snow, kill me, they kill yeah. me. Oh, my God. How beautiful. There you have this man who is, you know, very powerful and whatever, but now he's in the snow with this beautiful, delicate angel who's also extremely powerful and fierce in her own right, but there they are in their, in their most delicate, both of them. And I think that's what's so special about the show is that, that no one is one dimensional. Everybody has a million facets. And just when you think you've worked somebody out, they change. Just like with Ellsworth, just when you think, oh, she's just X, Y, Z. No, she's not. She's, she's this, 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 this as well, because we get to see that in the character. Really? Like that's what, as for me, as like an audience member watching it, I'm like, damn, just, you know, getting to, to see people change and morph all the time. And, and even like, you know, I have to obviously also talk about like Stiora and oh, like, amazing yeah. Ruby Hartley, just like freaking out of this world again, like, wow. Yep. Um, you know, how heartbreaking it is for, for her character to see her own father have to kill, you know, sick trigger the love of her life. Like, just so many dynamics where you're just like, ha <laughs> you know, it, you, you, it you really just never showed... know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, it's true. It's true. Now, you know, talking about all this camaraderie and, and the, the, you know, you said you, you might never feel this again. Hopefully you do, but what was it like? And maybe you didn't know at the time because the movie was, was going to be happening that it would be your last day on the set of the last kingdom, or maybe oh. you just were unsure, but what was it like the last day? I was a mess. I, I did. I, I didn't know what they were going to do with the movie. So in my head, I thought, well, I might not be in the movie. I, did, I didn't know I was going to obviously get this other job or not be available, um, which obviously broke my heart because we, we tried everything. It was just like, you know, um, but with the, um, you yeah, know, knowing it was still potentially all of our last days on set, we were a mess. We were all hugging each oh. other. I was actually outside the Bevenber set when that mm-hmm. happened. My last scene was actually, there's a small moment where Edward is walking towards the gates of Bevenberg yeah. and we're all with him. And it's, so it's like Edith, um, Edith and I, and we're just and like, Finn Finn. Finn. it's the yeah. four of us. And we're walking towards the gates and everything. And that was like our last moment together. And it was just like, damn, okay. And then they said, and that's, a, they've got the microphone. They're like, and that's a wrap on oh. Elizabeth. And that was like the last time I'd ever hear that's a, you know, the rap on her. And I was like, I'll never get to do this ever again. And it was just, it honestly was super heartbreaking, I suppose, because it was like nearly eight years of my life and knowing all the cast so deeply and beautifully, it just, yeah, that kind of stuff, it just hits you hard. And, it, and and knowing that like, it it was really then recognized as such a special show. It was like, I almost, I don't know. I was like, I hope this doesn't end because I'm a fan. Like I was like, even if I'm not in it, I want it to carry on. Like I'd happily, even though I'm not in it anymore. Like if they did season six, seven, eight, nine, I'd be like, yes. I don't know, just because I just think it is just so awesome. And yeah, we were all in tears. We were all just like, oh, but then it couldn't have ended in in a more beautiful way. So I I only look at it with just such happiness. It's just so great. Wonderful producers congratulating them as well because they've been with us obviously for this is their baby um and so talking to them and just saying how proud we are of them for for you know you know doing this whole show it's huge so yeah we've loved it we just loved it one of my other favorite shows uh is psych and their season wrapped like years ago but they keep dropping movies every now and then so i'm kind (laughs) of thinking like that last kingdom you know maybe if they were to do another one you know, yeah, and you were available. Would you show up uh, with the feet of up? November? 
I want to be the lead in The Last Daughter, which is the new yes. show for The Last Daughter. It features Aylesworth Elfwin. Warrior. And, you know, <laughs> Warrior Aylesworth and all, all oh the women. They're just like amazing. The Last Daughter. <laughs> awesome. so, no, it'd be, it would be incredible if, if it, you know, yeah, everyone anywhere else. But um, again, I feel like because it's ended in such a wonderful way, I feel like that's such a lovely way for the fans to remember it. Yeah. This is always mm-hmm. this thing about the way you remember a show is very important. And, and yeah. I, I must say, I need to watch Game of Thrones and I haven't um, because I think I would love it. No, you it. should. You should. Um, I think I would adore it. And, and this it is good. Instead of like, you know, potentially um, uh, the, the way shows end you know, that's the way an, an audience is left with a, with a thought about something. Obviously, exactly. I've not seen so much I haven't seen, but but yeah, it's just it's just nice that and this one at least has been left with such a great. Well, we were nervous. We were nervous going into season five, knowing it was going to be the last one because we have that's had huge fans. Yeah, we have had other things like Star Wars and, and Game of Thrones, which we loved, 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 and and wow. the endings have have tainted it. To be honest, tainted it a little bit for us, for us. And we were we were pretty sure Last Kingdom. It's never let us down, right? It's never let us down. But we were, of course, nervous, um, and and it was so incredibly satisfying. And we were we we're rewatching it again. We're even more satisfied than the first oh. time we watched it. Oh, like yeah. it just, it's it's aging really well so far with us after watching it again. Um, so thank you, so thank, thank you, you. Oh, thank you. It's thank like, I just say that you both are the most incredible human beings and like the way the passion and the care that you have for our show is just it just blows me away like you're so astonishing I watch all your videos and the way you interview all of the cast is like unbelievable and you're my favorite interviewers of all time I wish you could interview every actor on the planet because you just you know everything and you have so much care for us and you really step into our shoes into our minds as actors like how it must feel for us to play emotions how it must feel for us to say goodbye to something and like you're just both phenomenal I just wanted to tell you that I just love what you do and I love the way you yeah care for for our show and care for us and and our journeys within it I think that's just so stunning and special and I just wanted to say that you're both fantastic and I honestly it's such an honor to get to talk to you about everything again thank (laughs) you our favorite show I like this for us this is like like I don't know like getting talked to like Mark Hamill or something like that when we talk to like Runa Temple, Seriously. you know what I mean? Seriously. Like, yeah, oh, so, guys, so honestly, you. you can you can see your love for it, and like I, because I watch the your interviews with the actors, but also like the recap videos too. Oh. I just love every every element because I can see you really have gone into detail, and but you feel everything for the characters too. You re- that's how much you care. You love every aspect of the show and I'm like wow but it's just that the gorgeous way that you you both interview the actors I just think is amazing so just oh, thank, thank you. you that means so much to us Eliza. Yeah. Yeah. now I, I, I gotta ask you this now yes. are you a master horse rider now because you get a couple more scenes we talked about it in the last one how you were a little nervous to ride the horse in the last one I was nervous I wish I could say I am now a pro equine individual i'm still terrible terrible. i i am i am i'd say 10 percent better than i was last time though i feel i I definitely feel a lot more comfortable on the horse i was definitely at one with my gorgeous horse um but i think it's getting off the horse that that a lot of the other (laughs) actors probably say if they were in a scene with me getting off the horse is like the most hilarious thing to watch because i have like three layers on and huge skirts and all this so it was it was always hilarious watching me get off the horse but can i say who 
is phenomenal at getting off a horse is uh, James Northcote, who plays Aldhelm, mm. who is also literally one of my favorite actors on the whole planet. He is astonishing. He's extraordinary and he's so wonderful. Um, but the way he gets off a horse is just seamless. Seamless, oh, yeah. like a ninja. He just... And he does this thing, he like swishes his cape and just elegantly drops off the horse. And you're like, what? Hmm. It's just stunning. And there was a scene where that happened. They filmed him getting off the horse, but they didn't keep it in the show. Oh. We were all like, no. We were like waiting for the big horse, like moment of him getting off the horse. So we were like gutted. He didn't get off the horse. <laughs> um, but uh, also, can I just say that James Northcote and his amazing wife, um, Libby, they mm-hmm. both, um, obviously both phenomenal actors. They both also did the like social media back back behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. with all those actors throughout the entire season. And like all the stunning photography that that James and Libby took is just out of this world. A lot of it is the beautiful black and white photography that you may oh. have seen. And James mm-hmm. shares a lot and sometimes the talent as well. But yeah, it's just the both of them are amazing. And I just think for them to have captured the, that final season is ever the more special that it was from them um and yeah just beautiful so so if anyone's watching this and you haven't seen james northcote's yeah. and and libby's you know photographs and their, their videos everything they, they did it all they did, they did. it all wow, and they that's cool and yeah they just captured the, the hot, everything behind the scenes so that was just beautiful there was a lot more like behind the scenes stuff too this season. I thought like we're, I feel yeah. like it's every single day I see a new one and it's awesome. I'm like, oh, another one, another yeah. one. Yeah, uh, juicy stuff. Definitely, I think we luckily like um, we were taking a lot more videos because knowing it was probably our last time, you oh, know, we yeah. were trying to capture every moment together and like all the silliness because it's it's honestly the most fun job ever. To, I often used to pinch myself and be like, this is a job. Like I would, you know, because I right. don't come an acting background in any sense my mother was a nurse my dad was a pilot and I'm an only child I don't have any like reference of of Mm. acting some of my cousins are really talented actors and singers and stuff but in terms of like my immediate family I wasn't raised in a acting world so then to get to do that on set and call it a job it's just like Oh, it's really crazy but yeah it was nice to have more behind the scenes um moments for sure because yeah we we just knew how special it was gonna be that's for sure that's that's cool yeah and uh and you got to go to blood month festival oh yeah that must have been wild (laughs) i didn't i was i loved watching those scenes on the tv i was like oh my god blood month with Ethelstan <laughs> and the you know the the crazy I think it was like a deer's head the the thing he had to yeah, put yeah. on he had to go into the forest oh my god it was wild I unfortunately was only in a teen but I didn't get to see yeah. a load I got to see the wonderful and um, Patrick Robinson who played Father Benedict yeah. who's another is just a fabulous amazing new character he was brilliant and I got to watch him do his hilarious speech he had like a chalice and he was doing this hilarious speech um but I didn't get to actually see the bit with the deer with um right. I wish, but I got to watch it. I was like, that is just the coolest thing. It was so cool. Yeah. I love to you. Like somebody comes up to you. You have a line too at the beginning of that where you're just like, um, maybe I could avoid people or the commoners or something. (laughs) And you're like, so I don't pass my affliction onto them, but you really just, you just don't want to see anybody. (laughs) I'm like, don't touch me. Do not touch me. (laughs) And somebody comes up to try to touch you and you're like, From the get-go, there's so many comedic moments. It was just oh, yeah. crazy, just crazy. But um, yeah, I, I, I love that there was the festival to begin the, the whole season. And yeah, there was just so many awesome 
just moment throughout the whole thing. And again, like you just didn't know where everything was going to come from. And, and uh, oh my God, can I just say the opening of the whole show oh. being the freaking volcano with yeah. Breida and her beloved. And oh my gosh, I have to say the biggest yes. shout out, obviously to Emily Cox who plays Breida because she right. is astronomically talented it's ridiculous mm -hmm. um and all of her stuff especially even at the end when she gets killed is just heartbreaking um gorgeous and i love that that was the opening shot her with the volcano i i as a fan audience was like okay like i turned yeah. on and I, yeah. I got shivers i was like what here and we go one of the most amazing parts of that also is that Ivor is our singer in the yep. whole, so all the episodes, Ivor does the, the singing. And there she is with the drum singing live, that, you know, with her amazing voice, which is like nothing I've ever heard in my life. And I think it's the, the music has without a doubt made the show what it is because oh yeah. it just completely takes you into that beautiful world it's her voice she she does the stuff when people are dying her voice she does the mm. singing of that and then she does the really big battle stuff and then like anything and she she does our intro our opening right, um, yeah, right so that's ah, we all First. try and do it but we can't do it so <laughs> it's, it's, it's iconic good. now it's iconic. pretty good now it's iconic every time the last game goes ah, <laughs> singing but um she's amazing and so she is singing it by the volcano and that to me is like the best opening we could have ever wanted when they told us that was going to be her doing it we were like what so any really really big fans of the show that are also big fans of her would have probably you know seen her there dressed mm -hmm. in the furs with the incredible hairstyle and yeah Super that was cool. gorgeous can i ask you both who was your like favorite character this season or like the favorite trajectory or kind of you know oh. moment that you were just like whoa this is just crazy well that's so a really hard i think i think in terms of new characters um because obviously utrid and finnan and they're always going to be the favorite edward too uh, kind of oh. came into own this season edward for me this season edward I mean for you his, his moment at uh mercia when he has the elder men killed and he just sits on the throne I was like, I'm, I'm normally not like a political, like normally the political stuff in the show, I, I love it, but it's normally like, all right, Uhtred, go back to battle. When when, yeah. Edward, <laughs> when Edward, though, and he just sits his ass on the throne, you know, like that was, that was amazing. Comfortable. He, just... he was just like, he's like, no drama. This is mine. <laughs> he own, and he owns that whole thing. And everybody's just like freaking out. And he's like, yeah, I did it. What, yeah, are, you did. Do, what are you going to do about it? Amazing. <laughs> like, that movie. was amazing but besides awesome. the end bevenber and utrid all the amazing that stuff obviously that like but like that moment i was like holy cow yeah. like that was awesome yeah I, I, that. I think i think he was just like remarkable as as uh, edward and yeah timothy Innes is just phenomenal and like yeah i agree i think that that sitting in that power all the time you're just like what you just can't believe he's getting away with it but again these these kings and these queens they have such responsibilities so they have to come at these decisions in the craziest of ways, but they can see beyond that this decision. They're like, yes, yeah. it looks bad now, but in the future, such and such and such and such is gonna happen. But it's even yeah. nice that even else can say, oi, I think you're going a bit crazy, you know, like rein it in, you know. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's the only one that can kind of get to him like that. She's seen it all. She's the confidant of King Alfred was right by his side. So to then be that for her son is was really gorgeous and and a really lovely bond between um, daughter and son, so um, brother and sister, mm -hmm. um, 
uh, King Edward and Ethelfled, their their bond is is really cool. In season four, they're always you know sort of going against each other, and it's like you know one's got this kingdom, the other's got this kingdom. Yeah. Now and then they're together. Now and then they've got an alliance, and then sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're really not helping one another, and you kind of think what. Uh, but then by the end, obviously, that was just beautiful when um, uh, Tim goes up to, uh, well, Edward goes up to Ethelfled and it's just like, I, you know, wished I could have done more. And, you know, sure, sure. Like, oh, God, it's so heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. I, I think for me, too, this season, the um, characters that I love, some of the new ones that I really love, um, it comes down for me between Ethelstan, I think, and honestly, Constantine. Oh, um, became I what happened with Constantine was we watched the show. Um, I watched it a little bit before Steve because we were going to have um, some guests coming on a couple of days after the season came out. So we he we had to, it like twice. I, as I fast had to get I, I had to get through Gee, it. That, and so that, I when I asked how do you guys go about doing your research and not research but like do you do you write stuff down? It's like you watch an episode and you'll be like oh this moment this moment um, this moment. Are you not the first time? The first not time we just enjoy it. Good. First time we go back to how we always watched it. We enjoy it. We don't think too much. Good. And then when we go back and rewatch, um, that's when we start. Yeah, we pick up on little things. Um, but we we do this put season, the time in to to rewatch and and this and, season and I didn't thing. take as many notes just because I watched it so many times. And then yeah. we also we filmed our reactions the first time we watched it. Yes. So like I had uh, some reference to like how I thought and and stuff before to pull from but like yeah before it was it would be would we watch it and we'd go back and be like all right let's take some notes and make yeah, sure yeah. we see what we miss um, um that sort of thing yeah and we pick up on things because you know when we do our episode recaps we, we rewatch and we really um that's when we take notes and little details and uh, try to try to encompass it all of course there's so much that sometimes we miss stuff but it's it's really uh it's awesome but with with constantine i watched yeah. it and the first thing i think one of the first things i did after the season ended was I messaged Rod Hallett because I, and I texted Steve, I said, dude, you're, you're going to love this. I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's a character you're going to absolutely love um, toward the last few episodes of the season. And, um, and he, he was so cool. Cause he was, he was really interesting as a character. He's also likable as a character after that scene with Elfwin. Yeah. And, with Elfwin. Um, and he was also kind of, Although he had bits of like Dane and maybe Saxon, he was also new and fresh, like a new sort of group of people, like kind of personality, I guess. Um, so, I agree. but I also loved Ethelstan because I was really anticipating him and Harry Gilby absolutely killed it this season. I'm so excited to see more of him in, in the movie. Yeah. And um, so I'd say for me, and you ask my favorite ones from the season, those two stand out. And of course, Sig Trigger had an amazing outing. Uh, he stood out. Too. Oh, yeah. Hard to pick one. Hard to pick one. Yeah, I completely agree with with all of these. I I'd say all those three: Sig Trigger, Ethelstan, and, and Constantine as well. And I, I I agree. I like that there's this new um, fusion of of worlds. So there, I think it was in season four that we had the Welsh. Yes, it was yes. in season four that the Welsh came in. So we've never had the Scots. We've never really had their side of things in terms of like the United Kingdom more. You know, Br Britain as we know it today. You know, obviously there's all the right. Yeah, we've got all these other amazing countries around. So to have the um, the Welsh and now to have the Scots, Scots. was really, really cool. But we've never think we've ever had the Irish necessarily. But you well, know, we've had bits of the we've Irish. Had, but yeah, we have and, had bits of the Irish, haven't we? In, um, well, well, Finnan. 
Finn is Irish, but totally. Finnan is the Irish. And, like, yeah. And Sig Trigger and Rongvolder came from Ireland, and like they mentioned yeah. the Irish, they're like that's why they're that. so good is because the Irish are tough bastards or something that Finnan said yes. in season four. So, and in the book, the in the yeah. yeah, in the books, I know Ireland has a bigger presence. Like the Irish, I think a group of them come over. Um, it's definitely a bigger presence in the books. I think, I think Steor and Sig Trigger are living in Ireland at one point. So really, oh my god, think, that makes sense. Think. That makes sense. Um, instead of yeah. yeah, I think they are instead of Jorvik at the beginning of season five, they're in Ireland and then they come wow. over. So, um, so speaking of Ron Velder, how fabulous was he as a brand new character? Like the most awesome. amazing, cool guy. Like it, it was just so good. And, and Mickey awesome. Stop who played him is yeah, he is absolutely awesome. And um, I, I just love that you saw that another like brotherly dynamic again. That the family is the thing that can sort of make up cool. again. It's your family getting in the yeah. way. Same with like Steora Nutred. Your family's always getting in the way, and I I love that about. The Last Kingdom it always comes back to family. Um, we're all so interconnected in that sense. So, you know, and even family getting in the way of like, as we were saying earlier, Uhtred killing Sigtrigger, that's her father oh, doing yeah. that. And, you know, a family getting in the way, you know, it's it's me and, and saying to Edward, please do this. Or, you know, then it's Uhtred's cousin getting in the way. Yeah, <laughs> of course. It's always just like, or even, you know, my own, I suppose, because we share the same grandsons, obviously, Ethelhelm and I, but again, right? it's family is getting in the way. It's like, God damn it, my, what would I call him? He's my... my because he's not my grandfather in law, but he's like a married in, he's some form of in law, as both being yeah, grandparents. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's some form of, but, but again, I love that it's always a family dynamic that, that is the thing that can get in the way or obviously support and save, but, but that, the, you know, it's the challenges between and, family members. Yeah, and biological family. And then you see the other families form, like the amazing moment yeah. where Edward says to Uhtred about Osfirth about how like he was my blood but he was your true brother it was a, a such a great line it was a bro moment for that. us it was oh like, yeah um, yeah I completely you know, agree so other... easy not to forget that you know but obviously osfeth is is king alfred's first born child in a sense yeah. it's like this thing of i, I think I, I remember in your season six recap you saying that they're they're both um, the, the bastards, Ethelstan and um, Osbeth, of course, they've got a natural affiliation. Yeah, yeah. Sort of cast away because they were not under the, you know, their parents weren't married when, you know, the, the child right. was born. I guess the sense of, yeah, them feeling a bit alienated via this, this way the royals conduct themselves. But actually they were, yeah, the firstborns. And yeah, Osbeth mm -hmm. dying was just, oh, you and Ooh. Mitch. Yeah, and it's just an unbelievably extraordinary actor. He is so phenomenal. I just, I can never with him. I just love him. And I love that he even has some really funny moments in, in certain mm. scenes. Like, yes. One of my favorites is that I will smite you, which I think is in season four. Yeah, season just four. makes you laugh so much. Um, when he goes and tries to like kill something. Oh, season three. Yeah, yeah. when he goes just with. Um, like, and they're like, what you skate is, yeah, yeah. It's gay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Um, but again, yeah, his first death was heartbreaking. And mm. it feels like every death that The Last Kingdom does, they really like honor the characters, like Bayoka's oh, yeah. death. And yeah. um, everybody, they've just had just, it's just tragically heartbreaking. It's just, yeah. Totally. I, I, 
never get over the deaths. In a way, I'm, I'm so lucky I haven't died. I was like waiting. Well, I was going to ask you. And then Ailsworth dies, but no, I'm still here. Did, did you know when season four wrapped that you weren't going to die? Because it was kind of left in limbo. I or did you find out? I was going to die. So I, I remember it was left in limbo. And I thought, well, it's up to the you know writers and producers to decide because they could go either way here. Mm-hmm. So I honestly thought even when season, when they were like, you will be in season five. I was quite shocked. I thought maybe in episode one or two, they then have the scene of me dying. That's what I was I thought, thinking, yeah. Well, see me, but then I die. But no, yeah. instead, she's she's off it's doing and she's off doing unimaginable thing you could ever think of. I mean, it's just it's so brilliant that that you know they can do so much then with the characters. I just love that. I think so it's got to be a testament, Eliza, to what a wonderful job you did, just because you know, truly you were amazing. Your character growth was amazing on the show. And, and I think they just wanted to keep you around. I mean, it's, it's gotta be, I mean, obviously you had a critical part in the role, but um, you know, we were so happy that you made it to the end and uh, guys, thank you. And we've just loved every minute of it. I guess it's just been, yeah, such a huge adventure. I'm I'm hoping this summer to have like a big last kingdom party, but with all of the cast, cool. So like everybody, like the amazing David, amazing Harry McIntyre, like everybody possible that's around. I'm like, just come around, you know. You'll have to do Last Kingdom reunions. You'll have have to do reunions like every five years or every year. I don't know. (laughs) You're amazing. And like, you like fly in the Scandinavian actors from Norway and Denmark, you know, because we're all over the world in a sense. Um, But that would honestly just be so epic. Just just have one big old celebration. Maybe what I could do is we could all watch the new movie when it comes out together as well. That's a good idea. Reunion night, just get a big projector and watch it together somewhere. That would be really really cool. Now, now looking back now that it's over right now that season five has ended looking back at all five seasons, and this is a, a, probably a difficult question, but are there any moments from any of the seasons that are maybe closest to your heart or that you're going to really cherish? And I'm sure there's a lot of them, but are, are there any that stick out to you? The major one being with David Dawson, um, that that his death scene, I think, was just mm, so mm-hmm. heartbreaking because, again, say, saying goodbye to having only been by David's side as an actor as well right. in whole seasons of something and then to, to say goodbye. And we actually didn't think we, we, we did not think we were going to get season four, but we didn't know at that point we were in a limbo. So to then look at him and, and get to act alongside him throughout all that, that time and then, you know, be the one there in his death scene was just like, honestly, unbelievable. And I actually also, that same day, the scene between Uhtred and, um, and Alfred was was filmed I got to just watch it on the monitor I was just like like live there watching yeah it. And I just remember thinking this is stunning like it's just stunning it was just so moving cool. and monumentous and I think that there's a really sweet video that somebody took that I probably posted a long time ago of the the when they wrapped that scene that was actually David's final scene so that's when they said and that's a wrap on David Dawson in The Last Kingdom and Alex was obviously there because we, we were just doing that scene and we all just burst into tears and then I ran in from the, the monitor and grabbed both of the them. group hug. Really video of the three of us just like really yes. stopping. And then what was really cute is that a lot of the cast got told that's David's last scene today. If you want to come in and just say goodbye. So then all of a sudden the doors like like blew open and then like Harry McIntyre ran in, Mark Rowley ran in. They were like, ah, you know, all hugging him. And, oh, man. 
it was just it was just that's just such a pivotal moment to, to to have watched in real time but also to have been a part of and then also to have just watched on screen I think that that to me stands out as like a phenomenal moment for sure oh yeah for sure yeah. it was for gorgeous sure. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. As a fan, was there any moment from from this new season, season five, that stood out to you? I would say, I mean, there is because there are just so many. Yeah, so I think I just have always been a sick trigger fan. I could sick trigger, um, so I think his his death was certainly mm-hmm. something. And just all the scenes, I think, with with him and with Ruby, um, really stand out. But I think I'd say. Oh, I say okay. I've got three. Can I do like three? Or you three? can do three. Yeah. You can do five if you want. Yeah. No, no more than that. No more than that. So <laughs> that scene with Sick Trigger, basically anything Sick Trigger is involved in, I'm like, oh my god. Then the scene between Millie and Alex with Ethel Fled and Uthred's death that just totally. ripped me to shreds. Then Tim's play because Timothy Innes is extraordinary. That so right. play being King Edward's play. That that right. three moments, right? Three moments. Um, other fabulous moments. I, I would say just as an actor getting to do something, I loved being involved in the stabbing of Brussels. Like just that whole right. forest situation was just so fun for me to do. And I, I did enjoy like watching it afterwards because I was like, this is just hilarious. What the hell is going on? Um, that, and then I'd say Adrian Schiller as Ethel Helm, like all, all his bits really. I mean, just like the psychosis of the guy. I mean, it's just, right. <laughs> just like mind-blowing. The whole situation is just, yeah, crazy. So I'd say they are my five top moments of this season. Yeah. That's Although crazy. they're all top moments. I feel terribly for saying that because they're all just... <gasps> I know. It, you can't even pick. And so... anything to do with Breeder. Can I also add Breeder, Breeder and... Um, yeah. uh, we'll check with the committee so if you can allow... Breeder and <laughs> If you can add it. It was... <laughs> And then add on add breeder and peeling. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> like everybody, everyone involved has done an amazing job to wrap the show up to be just just so nice. And I, as sad as it is to end, I think sometimes it's better that way with shows because when they go on and on and on, sometimes you lose the magic. But yeah. Last Kingdom now is always going to be to us just like perfectly wrapped with a bow. Like it's just going to be there like that forever. And that's. That's so special to us. So thank you for all the work you did on it. Thank you, you guys, honestly. And it's because of, of, of you, you know, and, and everyone that's so supportive of the show that it's carried on, that, it, that it's become this this awesome thing. And so I just want to do a big shout out at the end just to say a huge thank you to all of our fans. Honestly, this comes from me, but also the entire cast, production crew, everybody is just like, we are honestly gobsmacked. We are just blown away by everything that the fans have, have done for us. And, and like, People like you, Stephen Colby, just like giving us all of that care, that passion, that love for the show is just just what has made it so special. And yeah, it, it's all down to, to you guys and, and the fans. So thank you. <laughs> and could you maybe tell the fans and, and everybody a little bit about what you're working on now or if you can talk Absolutely. about it? All? Yes. So it's um, I'm filming in Tenerife, which is fabulous. And uh, it's called A Town Called Malice, which is actually the, the, the title of the show is also the title of a really famous song by a British 80s band called The Jam. And okay. if you heard the song, you probably know it's like a really iconic song. Um, so the, the song title is also the title of our show, A Town Called Malice. And of course, in keeping with that, it's set in the 80s. Um, so we've got the most amazing hair, um, the most amazing costumes, everything is so fabulous. And it follows this 
awesome family that are called the Lords. And they are in South London. And basically, they're always involved in crime. They're a big, big crime family. Um, and I'm part of the family. I'm married to one of the crime brothers. And um, they basically just trouble follows them wherever they go. And then they end up in the Costa del Sol, which is like, you know, part, part near Spain and everything. And it's just, it's just crazy. And it's just a really fabulous show, really um, gritty, thrilling. And it's just so much fun. And it's a very big contrast for me um, from Lady Elswick to this because my character is extremely glamorous. She's also um, from South London. So I get to talk like this. This is my voice in the show. I get to do a bit of an accent. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. South London. Um, and then, yeah, so just, you just follow this crazy family and we're all really glam, a lot of gold jewelry, um, a lot of like, yeah, fighting and crime. And it's, it's, it's really awesome. So that will be out on Sky next year. So we're shooting this until about end of June. And then, yeah, it'll come out in 2023 on Sky Max, I believe. Ooh, that's awesome fun. yeah we'll be definitely looking for that we'll definitely be looking for that and are there any other projects you'd like to share here while you're on here or... nothing else in the pipeline apart from this for now but um okay. i'm luckily gonna go to the states actually very soon um very to cool. do a convention hopefully that will still go to plan and um, there's a convention called Sasnak City, um, it, and it's in Kansas City in Missouri. So Sasnak is Kansas backwards, which is really cool. Oh, um, and it's a really cool convention, a Comic Con. So we just got some some of the actors there, which would be lovely. And I'm going to go to America to see my family. So that's very be very nice. Yeah, I haven't been there in years Sorry. because of the Last Kingdom filming and stuff. That's always and the pandemic, of course. Pandemic, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. So I'm going to go to the states, and I'm going to eat loads of Fritos. Fritos, okay. <laughs> favorite snack in the world. Yeah, yeah. really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm a nut and, for Fritos. And, and you don't have any access to them over there? No or... access in the UK, but weirdly, they sell them in Tenerife. Okay, Where I am so... right now, they sell Fritos, and I am so shocked that they do not Life sell good. Unless you're in some like really bougie specific, like they have these like American superstores in London, they have these like little American uh... boutique like corner stores and you can get all the American candy. I've got my junior mints, my Swedish fish, you know. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Bougie Swedish fish, man. Bougie Swedish fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. My mother's always so cute. Whenever we go to the movie, she'll get like the American candy and she puts it in with the popcorn. It does all that. Oh, yeah. So she's, she's a veteran. Popcorn. She's a veteran. She's like, oh, she knows what she's doing. Oh yeah, she even put those like um, dots in with the popcorn. I'm like, I don't want dots in my popcorn. She's like, no, 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 we've got to put the dots in. We've she sounds like Buddy the Elf right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the maple syrup. <laughs> we'll the maple syrup on top. <laughs> the, the spaghetti. <laughs> the spaghetti. <laughs> literally, literally. But no, th- that'll be really, really fun. But yeah, otherwise just shooting for this um, job. And then also highly excited to see the new movie of The Last Kingdom, Great. Seven Kings Must Die, which is a very cool title, can we just say? It's very, very cool. Yeah, it's a very cool title. Yeah. Very cool title. Um, but yeah, Steve, do you have any other last minute questions here? Or? Also, yeah. questions. It's like, how come you guys are so amazing? It's question one. And, no, but... <laughs> and when are you going to interview every single oh. actor in the world? We're, we're oh. working on it. We're working on it here. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fans get to see these, these interviews because you're the only interview platform that has pretty much interviewed like every last new actor. Like, oh, really? Just we're just trying to get uh, cool. trying to get yeah. Alex. Really, we're just, yeah. Oh, no, for me, like it's like 
we're just getting to talk to people from like Star Wars or or it's Lord of the Rings surreal. or something. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to talk to every single person I can. And they keep saying yeah. yes. So I'm going to yeah. keep <laughs> obviously but you I just love it you're both so extraordinary and it's just the way you go about you know interviewing and it's just the detail you put in and you put the care and it's also you're so hilarious and you're just so warm and fun so it's yeah. i always just look forward to it because i'm like yay it's just chat to Corby and steve <laughs> like, oh, I just know that means a lot honestly thank you for everything because oh, thank you i could just see the love and the care and it's just gorgeous and oh, i love thank you they're the best thank you well so thank you everybody for listening um oh did you want to say something go ahead Elijah. well Albie and steve i wanted to say that obviously together we have to say destiny yes is all we need yes, to say it all right we'll say it right that. here Ready? thank you everybody uh we'll, we'll say it right at the end ready um thank you everyone for listening we hope you like uh, comment and, and subscribe and all of Eliza's links are down below uh, check them out Eliza is amazing as always and like we always say goodbye and of course destiny, destiny is, is all, is all. <laughs>